KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is the Rundown, Philadelphia's local news podcast for Friday, December 10th, 2021. I'm Jay Scott Smith here with Brian Seltzer and Sabrina Boyd Circa. And this weekend, Steven Spielberg's new version of the iconic play West Side Story hits theaters today. And Sabrina, I obviously know you are definitely looking forward to this. What would make you think that, Jay? I don't know. What <laughs> what possible clue could I have to something dealing with theater that yes. might fall in, fall in line with Sabrina? I'm very excited. I'm excited to see a new version of this movie because the old one has been around for so long. Slightly problematic in some ways. Um, so I'm really excited about this. And I got the opportunity to talk with Ana Isabel, who is one of the actresses in the movie. We had a great conversation, and I'm going to let you all hear that a little bit later. My question is this. When was the last time Steven Spielberg put out a movie that we were all talking about? I feel like it's been a while, unless I'm misremembering his a good filmography. Question. What was his last big movie? It looks like this one might be his next big movie, because we'll be here for a minute trying to figure out what the last, <laughs> exactly what right. the last one is. Look, search no more. But we've got the legendary Steven Spielberg making a, his new version of West Side Story. We will hear the conversation that Sabrina had with Ana Isabel a little bit later on in today's episode. But first... Let's get into this rundown of the Friday headlines. So for today's headlines, we're bringing a couple of friends in from the KYW digital team to join us. Two ladies we know who will have lots of thoughts on these topics. Now, our first guest, our our returning champion, I should say, is Christina Coppicer, better known as Luca. She joins us once again. Luca, good to have you once again here on the podcast with us. Yes, thanks for having me back. And I'm excited that this is a West Side Story Day, too. So, super fun. <laughs> and we also have joining us from our digital team, our digital audience engagement editor, Sarah Smith. No relations. Sarah, how are you doing today? Brother from another mother, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's we so made up to be here. And fun fact I was in West Side Story in my high school. So, this is also a big weekend for me. Fun fact Steven Spielberg did Ready Player One. He I did. I, I forgot that was him. he did do that movie, was didn't that a he? Big movie? I was going to say, you guys weren't waiting outside for tickets to like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know if you define that, that as, as a big movie. Let's see. What was the War Horse? Lincoln. Lincoln was maybe Lincoln the probably... biggest one recently. Anyway, back to the headlines. <laughs> See, this is fantastic. We just got it's it's like Sabrina's already going to be deep in her theater bag to begin with on the, on this episode today, and now we've got multiple theater people joining us in here. Sarah, it's great to have you. First time, I think, for for you here on the podcast with us. So it's a pleasure to have you in here. And we love talking about weird things from the internet or from just about everywhere else. It seems. And Luca, what are some of the weird things that are floating around out there on social media today? I mean, there's many, but I think the best one is probably uh, a little clip from Charles Barkley's podcast. Uh, it's called The Steam Room, where he admitted to naming his daughter after a local mall, which is, you know, I guess he was driving around when he was on a Sixers and liked it and <laughs> decided to name her after it. So, yeah, that that's that was my favorite thing on the Internet this week. My My favorite part about that is Ernie Johnson incredulously looking at him and just says, just deadpan, you named your daughter after a mall. <laughs> it's and Charles just shrugged his shoulders as if what we don't all name our kids after <laughs> after malls and shopping centers. It's just that's it, where I go for name inspiration. I mean, it's, it's I mean, also a town. 
I mean, Christiana right. is a really nice name. He named it. He named his daughter after the Christiana Mall in Delaware, which is I don't right. know. It's not like her name is King of Prussia Barkley. It's <laughs> oh, KOP KOP Barkley would be fantastic. Cherry Hill Barkley or KOP Barkley would be fantastic. <laughs> but yes, she, Cherry he, could work. Cherry, Cherry, yeah, yeah. Could work. yeah. Christiana, it's actually uh, she's like it was named after a Swedish queen, I believe, that area of Delaware, and also. Sarah and I were talking about this earlier, as she pointed out, Delaware shopping is tax-free. So if you're going, like, even though it's in Delaware, that's a very popular mall. It's like 45 minutes south of here if you don't get stuck in traffic. Um, and I, I, my husband's from Delaware, so I've frequented it many, many, many times over the years. Uh, it's great. First so. of all, I, I was going to say, if we were going to do Philadelphia area mall rankings, King of Prussia would probably have to be number one, right? I got to think yeah. the Christiana Mall is is up there. That might be a top three within the surrounding Philadelphia area. And I will say this from experience, Sarah, I don't know if you can speak to this as well. You will take inspiration for your child's name from anywhere. I'm not going to say, so my son can come back and listen to this years down the road, that it took us two days to find and settle on a name for our son, but it might have. So I'm You mean all, two days after he was born? Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> oh, there, wow. there's there's apps for this. You can swipe left and right. Do you like the, you and your partner? You know, do you match on names? Uh, for me, I, I would take inspiration for a name anywhere, and I would never judge. It's like sometimes it just clicks. Maybe it's on a mall billboard. Well, Who knows? Both of my kids are named after cities, so I really can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and honestly, Christiana is a very pretty name. I mean— even though you guys call me Luca, like my real name is Christina and it's not that far off. So true. I, so I fully support. And you know what? The fact that he was, he could have just been like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of Swedish royalty, but he was honest. <laughs> so I really appreciate, it's very Charles Barkley. It's very, very Charles Barkley. Because I'm surely picturing Charles sitting around talking about your Swedish royalty so often. But, and by the way, yes, I'm also going to be the guy who sticks up for the Cherry Hill Mall. The Cherry Hill Mall is a very, very good mall as well. It's a great Apple yes. store out there at the Cherry Hill Mall. <laughs> and and to get to the Cherry Hill Mall, you got to deal with a lot of traffic. And Sarah, just how much time do you think that you wasted in traffic this year? You know, with the pandemic, I think we all got a little um, spoiled not having any traffic. And now... <laughs> That people are are out there more. It's definitely worse. I live in the suburbs, so coming into the city is it's really a nightmare again. The oh. trip used to be, you know, pre-pandemic, probably an hour-ish. And you can get we're back up to those those numbers and, and even higher for, for my trip in. According to a new study, a lot of us have been on the roads, spending a lot of time out there. Philadelphians lost an average of 90 hours in traffic. And we're the third worst city for traffic in the U.S., even though Sabrina and I have talked about this. We find that hard to believe considering some of the some of the awful traffic that's floated around in this country that somehow we're not nearly as bad as maybe a place like L.A. or or some of these other cities. But, Jay, that's the thing is. So I'm looking at this top five list, right? Philly is number three. Above us, we have Chicago at number one and New York City at number two. Those make sense. Four is Boston, and five is Miami. Now, I've lived in Boston, so I can tell you, yes, the traffic there is terrible. It deserves a place on this list. But where are L.A. and D.C.? How are they not in the top five? And Atlanta is Atlanta. Atlanta is low-key. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about Atlanta. Atlanta is low-key awful. I guess maybe I I haven't driven enough around 
the city of Philadelphia because I live in West Philly and anytime I'm coming downtown, I am not getting in a car and dealing with parking. I'm taking SEPTA of some form. So maybe I just haven't experienced the worst of it, but I find it hard to believe that it's worse than Boston, L.A., and D.C. I'm also out in the burbs, and I will say praise the Lord for regional rail. It's really been awesome. (laughs) I know that SEPTA is not perfect by any stretch, but I walk to the station each morning, which is nice, get the juices flowing, take the train straight into 30th Street. It's about a 27-minute ride if there's no delays Now, Chicago being at the top of the list makes sense because I spent a lot of time out there in a previous life dealing with stuff out in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's bad. So seeing it at the top of the list makes total sense. L.A. and D.C. need to be there. I mean, all I can guess is maybe the pandemic affected different cities differently because overall— I think this was for Philadelphia. This We have had 37% less traffic than in pre-COVID years. So overall, everyone has less traffic, but we still managed to get the top three. Maybe people have just completely flipped to working from home in L.A. and, and D.C. Uh, who knows? The pandemic affected a lot of things, and it also led to worker shortages. We're at that time of year where all sorts of industries are experiencing issues with workers. One that you might not have thought of, we got a shortage of Santa's out here on this holiday season. Isn't there only one? What are you talking about? Oh, oh yes. What am I thinking about? There's, Santa's helpers? There's only one. P- perhaps. My, Santa my needs representatives because Definitely. he can get around the whole world in one night, but he can't be in every mall across the world this at is the true. same time. Totally. So uh, Santa's representatives, apparently there have been fewer people uh, volunteering for that position and uh, Pennsylvania State Representative Jonathan Fritz has suggested giving a tax credit to businesses for hiring Santas and for Santas themselves. Now, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere because he hasn't actually introduced legislation. So even if he did now, it wouldn't even pass before Christmas. And will this be a problem next year? Who knows? But it's really gotten that bad that we're talking about legislation to help mall Santas. So what does this mean? Does this mean there's a shortage of elderly, large white gentlemen with white beards and white hair? I this might, I don't know if this is going to be too woke of a comment, but <laughs> is this time to rethink representation in Santa? Let Santa be anyone, gosh darn it. Does it have to be the middle-aged to older white man who's large? Listen, there is a market for black Santas. If you have not seen like a black Santa figurine, then— Get a woman Santa. If you, you know, Mrs. Claus Mrs. could Claus come Claus, she, she can let's, come through. Let's think outside the box here, people. Or let's go all in. Let's have non-binary Santas. Yeah. You know, it's, Who says yeah. Santa needs to be any gender? If you want to— uh, if, and you mentioned black Santa figurines. My mother collects those. Like if you walked into my parents' house right now, you would be greeted by a row of all different types of black Santas, big ones, small ones. There's a there's a big black Santa cookie jar that sits on there that I found for her a few years ago. That's just this big black smiley Santa. That trust me, they're out there. I mean, we don't. And who says they even have to be humans? Put a dog in a Santa outfit and have kids take. <laughs> Take pictures with a, with a cute Santa pup. I don't know. It, it's like just. I would do that for myself, and I do not have children. <laughs> if there was a dog Santa, I would be the first in line. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> the, we're, let's let's just get weird with it. Have Gritty pull up at one of these places in a Santa outfit. and then just... Oh, that would draw more people than Santa. <laughs> well, I, I, I the fanatic sure. in one place, Gritty in the other. Let's do it. Let's just, do it. Th- there, there we go. You've got your Santa problem solved, at least in the Philadelphia area. It's all taken care of. <laughs> we know it's been a tough year for the mayor. 
But I do think a great call was them tapping Charlie Manuel to be dressed up as Santa in the holiday parade last weekend. So, right, let's ideas like that. Maybe get one of your favorite local dignitaries to dress up in a Santa suit. Draw a crowd. It would make the most sense. I mean, because we're dealing with enough shortages out here as is. The last thing we need is to have Santa coming up short, especially when we're this close to Christmas. We can't have that sort of thing out here. We've had plenty of silliness so far in these headlines, but let's close it out with a very serious topic by playing a game here. So we're going to send out a word in the Zoom chat, and everyone has to try to pronounce this thing because we're dealing with the two, with 2021's most mispronounced words. And when we bring up these words, we also bring up a particular member of the Philadelphia community who plays for the Eagles. And this goes back to a little earlier this year on our sister station here, Sports Radio 94 WIP with John Ritchie and James Seltzer, when they talked to a particular member of the Philadelphia Eagles about his name. The one, the only center of the Philadelphia Eagles on WIP, Jason Kelsey, I hope. Jason, how are you, man? Thanks for taking a couple minutes with Joe, with uh, Joe, John Ritchie and James Seltzer. James, John, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, you got it right. It's uh, it's Kelsey. Thank God. It's Kelsey. <laughs> Thank goodness, man. It is. My brother and I have gone by Kelsey our entire lives. Our side of the family has always gone by Kelsey, but we have a really small family. We we, we don't have any first cousins. We don't have my grandfather on that side was dead before I was born. So um, somehow we got so disconnected with that side. And my dad, at some point, when he was working in the steel mills in Cleveland, Ohio, got tired of correcting everyone who was his, everybody was calling him Kelsey. Wow. Apparently, the correct pronunciation, the standard pronunciation, is Kels. Wow. That's wow. the rest of the family goes by. Wow. So my dad, out of pure laziness, <laughs> um, completely. <laughs> completely changed his last name. Now, I find that funny because, you know, I don't follow sports very much. So the first time that I saw that name, I would have said Kels. That's what I naturally would have thought. But and then I heard it pronounced Kelsey before reading it. So I knew what you would have. Says. And you would have actually been right yeah. by calling it that. And this comes off of so many of these new words this year. Now, there's one word that I just no, I cannot pronounce. It's C H E U. Hang on, hang on. I actually want to do to do this game style. So sure, let's everyone go for open it. up your Zoom chat. Here's a word. How many people know how to say this word? I it, do. Who I know how to Jay, how would you pronounce it? Uh Chugi? Yeah. That's Can correct. Okay, so now do you know what it means? I have no idea what this word means. <laughs> Luca, I feel like you're the best to explain. It looks like a sound you make one, when you sneeze. Yeah. How does one describe Chugi? Um, Probably I'm most chewy. of the people on this Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely Chugi. So I'm just going to read the definition. I think, uh, honestly, there's some really great reporting from earlier in the year by Taylor Lorenz of the New York Times that went, did, like, she dove deep into the Chugi trend and where it came from. And it, it basically, like, Without getting too in the weeds, it was a TikTok thing where, like, I think they were like a bunch of high school kids that would use the word to describe, like, sort of what we would call like basic. Uh, I think you know, ten years ago, but like, 
it's it's really targeted at elder millennials who like unironically <laughs> like carry around mugs that say like work hard play hard and like stuff like that like i don't know how else to describe it i think of um, it as but- like millennials who are still following millennial trends and still think that things that were cool to us when we were you know in our 20s is still cool and are still doing those things you know i've heard that like you're chuggy for wearing like skinny jeans or having a side right. part in your hair. And I'm like, listen, that's just what's in my wardrobe and I am not changing that. So, <laughs> well, and it's very like, it's very like Instagram influencer mom aesthetics. We're talking like millennial pink, live, laugh, love sign, like any sort of signage <laughs> around your house that's like Ray Dunn. describing, yeah, the Ray Dunn, all of her <laughs> stuff, which I actually remember seeing when um, Ben Simmons' house went on the market. His pantry all had like Ray Dunn font logo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess Ben Simmons is Chuggy too. Oh yeah. Um, his decorator. <laughs> but you know, Chuggy could be a bad thing, but I choose to see it as a compliment. That's just how I'm going to live my life. <laughs> is it um? Is it an isolated act, or is it something that you are? Can you get out of the Chuggy zone, or is it a one? T- like, are you doing like? Are you doing something that is chuggy? Is it a one-time thing or is it a permanent I think, label? I think chuggy is an essence. Okay. I think you are either chuggy or you are not. It's a lifestyle. You, I feel it's a lifestyle. It's like huga, but worse. If you an adjective. I do think like women are typically more chuggy than men, I would say. I think it is it is slightly a gender. I don't know. Term. Facial hair can be chuggy. That's Certain true. Lines. There are certain, certain kinds things. of facial hair. If you're holding hmm. on, Brian, to th- Brian, this is all yours. I'm, I'm, I'm baby faced out here. This is. All- <laughs> I would say cargo pants are chuggy. Okay. If I had to make it, yeah. Right. Chuggy, it's too old to be. See, I'm too old to be chuggy. So you can. There's. I see. I don't think you're. I don't think chugginess has has an age. <laughs> the older you get, the closer to chuggy you are. There are derivatives of this feature. word all of a sudden now. There's chugginess. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's one that we have all probably been saying a lot lately whether or not we've been saying it correctly ah yes that one (laughs) the old Uh, omicron omicron omnicron omiron yeah (laughs) orion or orion is the omni yeah like people saying omni i'm like where did that come from like the n come from like the like the arena in the old arena in atlanta the omni like no i'm just thinking which transformer is this again (laughs) (laughs) yes yes we were talking about omicron by the way the 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 greek letter that was often not really paid much attention to until it got strapped to COVID 19. But and now, Sarah and Jay, you guys have this down probably from, you know, the Greek alphabet. Yeah, being a Greek letter organizations, Omicron, there's usually a chapter. There's like an Omicron chapter of I'm a member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, go mob. But we, we are, our, our organization, we have like the chapter names. And I'm sure if I could figure out which one is the Omicron chapter, I should know this off the top of my head. But I just know it. When I saw it, it's like, oh, okay, Omicron, that's it. We don't, yeah. we don't, but then unfortunately, when you, when you learn it, when you're in Greek life, same thing with our chapter, I was in Phi Sig at Muhlenberg college and all of our, the pledge classes were all named after. So like the very first pledge class was alpha. The second class, and my was, I was all the way down. I was alpha eta, but, um, we know how to say it because you had to learn the Greek alphabet. That was just part of, you know, part of the org. So, and- but I still think I say it wrong. I've been <laughs> saying Omicron and Omicron. Cause I feel like now it's like, it's like the it's bears, kind of both. bears thing where I'm like, was I right? Was I wrong? <laughs> tomato, tomato. Am I losing yeah. it when I see when I see this yeah. thing? It's I think it started unfortunately because the president 
kind of kept calling it Omicron over and over again. And, it, and that didn't help. And that didn't <laughs> that didn't help much out. And the idea that anybody else wanted to make fun of him was like, OK, bro, you pronounce it. What surprised me on this list were a couple Chipotle. Like, who does not know yeah. how to pronounce Chipotle? What mm-hmm. I have met people who say Chipotle. I'm not kidding. Like, but like you, But now, still? Still. Still. I but. did have a friend who saw uh, the restaurant Finagle a Bagel and straight up thought it was pronounced Finagli. So I suppose oh, anyone boy. can... can yeah, any of that can come Put up. Put the, the uh. emphasis on the wrong syllable there. <laughs> Wowzers. So there's a whole list, uh, and it is up, of course, on our website, kywnewsradio.com. I mean, you want to talk about pronunciations in Philly. Like, yeah. we all surprisingly Schuylkill? know how to say skookle. I remember yeah. trying I to read I can spell it, Pashyunk but I can sure the- say it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pashyunk, yeah. You know Does what's interesting? No. Uh, what's what's interesting to me is uh, Luca and Sarah and everyone here will will enjoy talking about Hamilton. But the Schuyler sisters is not spelled the way you would think. It's spelled like the beginning of Schuylkill. And so when I find when I read that, I was like, that makes sense. That's all. <laughs> That's my story. I come it's those when Riley I... Dutch, <laughs> Tom Rickard, our podcast director. He always gets mad at me for how I pronounce Lancaster because apparently yep. that's wrong. Lancaster, Lancaster. It's but, <laughs> but it's Lancaster, Ohio. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's like we're, the old actor Burt Lancaster. It's like they're. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't York, know that, York, so now I will make New sure York that I say Lancaster correctly. Or don't. Or don't no, get... say Lancaster in front of him, and it's more fun. You know what else <laughs> there is Ohio. though. I learned this when uh, reading commercials that Newark, New Jersey, and Newark, New- Delaware, Delaware, are not yeah. pronounced mm-hmm. the same. Correct. It's why. <laughs> <laughs> why or why not? It's that that's the fun part. It's like one of these days I'll just say on air whether you're whether you're headed up to Newark, New Jersey, or headed down to Newark, Delaware, just to try to yep. <laughs> make sure whether it's Newark or Newark, we can, we'll take know. care of you this evening. This all sounds like vocal warm ups. Like you're going to be really love ready that. to go on air at three J. Uh, this is what this well, is for me every day. Audience, I love that. This, uh, you know, I always try to look out for my people, and that's what we do here on the rundown. And I know you guys love theater, particularly Luca, you and Sabrina and Sarah love theater. So you guys will stick around for a minute as we will talk about the new version of West Side Story from Steven Spielberg. I'm J. Scott Smith, and you're listening to The Rundown. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm J. Scott Smith here with Sabrina boyd Circa, Brian Seltzer, plus Sarah Smith and Christina Luca Coppicer from the KYW digital team. And today being Friday, that means it's movie release day and there's a really big one coming out this weekend. That's right. West Side Story is finally here. We've been anticipating this, at least in the theater circles, for, for quite some time. And it's happening. And I'm very excited. Luca, I know that you're on board with me so pumped i can't i i can't believe it's taken so long to get another movie version of it to be honest but the original is so great but like the casting for this was honestly perfect i'm so 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 excited it's gonna be so good yeah absolutely they might actually get me back to the movies I i'm not gonna so. wait for it to come out on streaming this is the kind of thing that you've got to see in a theater right like the big screen with the dancing and the music it's it's gonna be great and the old the old version while wonderful did have some problems with the casting, as have so many productions of it. I mean, the oh, number yeah. of stories I've heard about people being in an all-white cast of West Side Story, that's not something that you should do. <laughs> but Yeah, 
Well, and I love too that the the woman playing Maria is kind of like an unknown. She was a high school student that was sort of plucked from, you know, relative obscurity. I mean, and I I, I follow her on on Instagram and on of course um, you do Twitter. So I've heard her sing. I follow everybody. My list is too long, but she's fantastic. And I cannot wait to see like somebody who's, you know, age appropriate and also kind of an unknown, like that doesn't happen a lot anymore where you just cast somebody who doesn't have a long history in TV and film. So I'm really excited to see a new, a new part person who is also Latina in that role. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I feel like they really were not going so much for the big names that a lot of movies and movie musicals have done, but more for the authenticity and actually casting Latino and Latina actors um, like Ana Isabel, who I actually got to talk to last week. She was in town promoting the film. And we talked a bit about that, about the opportunities that this gave to actual Puerto Rican actors and how they made an effort to get in touch with the culture and really be authentic also, while she was in town, she emceed a gala for the Asociación Puerto Ricanos en Marcha, which translates to Association of Puerto Ricans on the Move. It's a Philadelphia-based organization that provides health and human services to Puerto Rican families all the way back to like the 70s. It's their 50th anniversary. So I thought it was really cool that this actress who is in a huge movie and probably touring around every city in the country to talk about it, took the time to get connected with the Puerto Rican community here. We're talking about all of that stuff, uh, as you will hear shortly. And Sabrina's brought it up. She had this great conversation with Ana Isabel. Let's check out that conversation right now here on The Rundown. Hello, Ana Isabel. Am I saying that right? Yes, Ana Isabel. Ana Isabel. Very nice to meet you. There Thanks you so much for taking the time to, to chat. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're glad to have you in town here in Philadelphia. How are you liking it here so far? I love it. I love the food. I think I'm going to get back to L.A. or in New York being like 10 pounds bigger, <laughs> but that's OK. <laughs> love the donuts, love the food, the sandwiches, love the city. So clean the history behind every every building. So beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're very happy that you're here. And while you're here, uh, you are partly here to emcee the Asociación Puerto Ricanos en Marcha 50th Anniversary Gala. Tell us about the organization and um, how you got involved with it. I'm just a proud Puerto Rican and I love to support Puerto Ricans all around the world and, you know, these good causes. And I, I just feel that we need more voices out there. So I, I feel so proud that this organization has been put together like 50 years ago. So it's incredible what they're doing and like putting together the, the Puerto Rican community. I'm here. I'm here. I have to be here. Um, I'm especially when I'm such a proud Puerto Rican and I'm representing my Puerto Rican culture in a big film right now that, that it's hopefully it's going to conquer the world. So mm -hmm. I, I, I had to stop by and just support this, this organization. Speaking of this big film that is going to conquer the world, um, I want to talk about it, of course, West Side Story and the fact that you are from Puerto Rico. You're doing this, this movie, this show that historically has, you know, it's, it's been hit or miss as far as whether people really get in touch with the, the Puerto Rican culture part of this show. And I think this film has made a really good, a big effort to do that by casting Puerto Rican people and just the trailers. You can kind of see the celebration of culture. 
Do you feel that as well? Do you feel like it's done a good job of really representing the culture and the experience? I will be so ungrateful if I say something different because <laughs> um, I'm I'm part of it. And, you know, growing up as a Puerto Rican, I have experienced a lot of racism, prejudices, and, and not having the opportunity to even audition for a role because of my accent or not even being able to speak out because you're a Puerto Rican or you're not even part of America when Puerto Ricans, we are part of America. And right. we have a citizenship since we are, since we open our eyes in the world. So I, I definitely think they have done an incredible job with that. They've been really responsible and um, taking our culture in consideration. That said, like I was part of a committee with Tony Kushner where I got a say about the script and I, I got the opportunity to give him advice or maybe my opinion or share my thoughts about the script so he can actually take that in consideration. So I feel so part of all of this process. And, you know, I was born, raised there. I still go there to work all the time. I just finished doing In the Heights, Puerto Rico. So I'm always connect, connected to my island. That's why I'm here support, supporting APM as well. So yeah, I definitely think they've done an incredible job. They've, they've been hiring different peoples all around the world, Puerto Ricans that actually lived in the 1950s so they can um, give their advice. We have Rita Moreno in the film as well. I think, you know, it's, it's a movie that it's, it's full of love and collaboration and diversity. Being from Puerto Rico and then having moved to New York, you must have a connection there with Rosalia, your character, who did the same thing. She is one of Anita's friends, one of the Puerto Rican group who is now living in America. What was that like for you playing this particular character? And how did you bring in your own experience? Yeah, sure. Like Rosalia, her backstory, like she she was born and raised in Puerto Rico, but moved to to the States when she was maybe 15 years old. So it's similar to me and I'm, I'm bringing that authenticity of you know knowing my island really well knowing my people really well like being Puerto Rican in every single way um, in my gestures in my way of talking and in my dancing you know we have a special spice we have a special energy uh, we talk loud um, we are loud and <laughs> most of us um, so I added that to my character you know we love dancing um, we're very loyal people we're, so definitely uh, I'm, I'm bringing that authenticity, but also, you know, being in New York for, this is my seventh year living in New York right now. So I also know the city really well. And I also did my research, you know, I talked to, to my abuela uh, who was born and, and raised my mom in New York in that time period. So yeah, uh, Rosalia has a little bit of all of that. And uh, to talk about a little bit about my character, I'm just like, you know, supporting my my leads, you know, supporting uh, Rachel Zegler and Ariana DeVos. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun to dance with them, to sing with them and and to be part of this iconic film. And the trailer and the, the photos, you three look like this just tag team, like you're you're the girls just walking in so confidently. I love it. And I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait to see that on screen. Yeah, that's a scene from America. Excellent. 
off-topic question, but I saw that your Twitter profile, your, your description, your bio is Rosalia in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, Vanessa in In the Heights PR, and then martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my passion. Um, that's one of my hobbies uh, since I was 12 years old. Um, wow. My mom put my brother and me in karate in Puerto Rico. So I'm a brown belt. Cool. Congrats. Be careful. <laughs> um, uh, I love martial arts. It's it's my way of releasing stress, anxiety, uh, aggression, you know, frustration. And I just love it. And during the pandemic, I because I, I was stuck in Puerto Rico, I was rehearsing in the Heights and then I got stuck there when the lockdown happened. Um, I got the opportunity to to reconnect with that passion. So I, I put it in my in my Twitter. And actually, all the creators of Cobra Kai started following me. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I wanted to give me a role there. And it That's was just amazing. a kick once. Well, you, know, <laughs> you heard it here first. If we see you on Cobra Kai, I'm going to say we knew this was coming. <laughs> I imagine there's a way to tie martial arts into or just the general like physical movement of dance, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's it, the katas. You know, when you do a kata, it's it's like a dance. You know, you have to have the coordination, the flexibility, the concentration, the center. So, yeah, maybe that's why I love it so much. I know you're very busy today, so I won't take up too much more of your time. Any kind of last thoughts, any things that you want to uh, make sure that people know, whether it's about the film or or your experience or just a shout out? Go to the theaters. Go, 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 go to the theaters on December 10th and watch this masterpiece. You're going to love it. Everybody is incredible in it. I'm so proud to be part of it. When you spot me in it, yell <laughs> and just follow me in social media. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, you're going to love this. And I we hope that this movie touch your heart in a special way and, and that you know, my message is that love conquers all and that we need more love in this world. Yeah. Can't disagree with that at all. I'm excited to see this movie. I'm a huge theater nerd myself, so I will try to get there on opening night and be screaming for you specifically in the theater. Yay! Yay, I love it. Have fun. I, I think you're going to love it. I'm sure I will. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. And there you have it. That was Sabrina Boyd Circa speaking with Anna Isabel. And you can see her on the big screen in West Side Story this weekend. We want to thank Sabrina, of course, for her work on that. Thank you for joining us today on this edition of The Rundown, which is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcast. The show is produced by Sabrina Boyd Circa and Brian Seltzer. The director of podcasting for KYW News Radio is Tom Rickard. Me, I'm Jay Scott Smith, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jay Scott Smith. It's real Jay Scott Smith on Instagram and Facebook. You can hear me every day on KYW News Radio starting at 3 p.m. for Philadelphia's Afternoon News. That's on 103.9 FM, 1060 AM, and right here on the Odyssey app. And you can be sure to follow The Rundown on Twitter at The Rundown. PHL. Listen for free here on the Odyssey app or just about wherever you get your podcasts. We want to thank you for checking out this Friday edition of The Rundown.